Welcome to the Steady Picks Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Big John, along with my co-host, Ricky. Ricky, how you doing today? What's happening, Big John? I see, Ricky, you're still wearing that big league championship ring. So I guess I'm going to have to put my sunglasses on so you don't blind me again. I will be wearing this ring until I'm no longer the champ. I promise you that. That's a promise I'll make. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to have that ring next year. Uh, anyway, Ricky, uh, I thought what we do today is is dive into the wide receivers and talk about kind of what we feel, where these receivers should go, what the reasoning is behind it. To help our listeners as we're going into kind of full-blown draft mode here in August. And uh, next week, we'll start to really get into the drafts and more specifics. But there's been a lot of questions coming in around wide receivers, you know, top 20, what's it look like? Where should we take them? So let's dive right in, if that's okay with you, Ricky. And your first wide receiver off the board, we'll use a half point PPR kind of format just to keep this simple. Uh, Who's your top wide receiver off the board, Ricky? I'm going against the grain here, and I'm going with Jamar Chase. I know it will not be a popular opinion to pass up on Justin Jefferson, but if you're asking me, Jamar Chase is my guy. Wow. We're already going to argue here. To me, you know, listen, all respect for Jamar Chase, Ricky, but Justin Jefferson, no one, let me repeat that, no one, has done what he has done his first three years. And we always look for teams with bad defenses and great offenses. Now, granted, I think the Vikings defense is much improved this year. But with that being said, it's Jefferson all day long for me. So I'm assuming then if Chase is your first pick, and again, we'll go on record, I would take Jefferson there. Your second pick has to be Jefferson, correct? For sure. And... The only thing I'll do just to kind of play devil's advocate here, think about this, the listeners, before you go ahead and, and write off my chase pick. He played five less games than Justin Jefferson last year. He had more touchdowns. He had nine touchdowns compared to eight for Justin Jefferson. I don't think an argument can be made in terms of the QBs, Burrow over Kirk Cousins. And I honestly don't think an argument can be made about the surrounding weapons in terms of like T. Higgins, who's arguably a number one guy, uh, Tyler Boyd, big time playmakers around him. So I know, you know, we're going against all the magazines, all the experts, but I'm, I'm just, I encourage people to dig into the numbers, average out what Jamar Chase would have had over a 17 game sample size. It's more than what Jefferson had. Yeah, I mean, listen, Ricky, there's a reason why you're sitting there with the ring and I'm not. I mean, obviously, I know you're big on analytics and you're big on the numbers. And and I tend to look at that, but not nearly as much, but go off of a lot of emotion and other reasons why. So I'm not going to argue with you. We have, you know, Jefferson and Chase. Ricky has Chase Jefferson. Let's get to that three pick. Because I think one and two, whatever order you go, whether you go with Ricky or me, we know what they are. Three is where it gets interesting. Who would you take with your third pick from a receiver point of view? All right, so this one's a little tough because it was consensusly Cooper Cup for mm-hmm. me. Then he, he goes down in camp, which is not something you want to see coming off of an injury. You got some concerns with Matt Stafford and his concussion history. And I don't know. They had a weird year last year. Yep. But I'm still going to take Coop 
despite mm. it all, because I can't forget about how good he was just a year yeah. ago. And you know, this is crazy, Ricky. I, I think that if you look at, you know, most drafts, what's going on, you, you know, a lot of other experts as well will have Tyreek Hill here. Um, wow. but, but believe it or not, I'm going to agree with you. The third pick, I would go with Cooper Cup. I just think that he's just, you can't argue when he won the Triple Crown. I mean, this, this man is yeah. the best route runner. He finds ways to get opening. And here's the difference. You know that team is going to probably be playing from behind a little bit. Um, and I think, you know, he's really the guy, the connection they have with Stafford. And, and I think Sean McVay is too clever where Stafford goes down. He's going to design schemes to get Cooper the ball. So I'm going to agree with you. You know, I have my three Cooper Cup as well. So we both agree at three. Do you have Hill at four or what's your thoughts there? Is that too high for him? I think you got to take him at four just because the ceiling is through the sky. And yeah. I'll tell you something. I've lost a couple of weeks in some high-stake leaks when, when he went off. So I think, you know, as we look at the top four, we're kind of having that Jefferson Chase, Hill, Cup in, in some kind of order. Then to me, I get a little bit of a drop, but not much because here's where I think there's a ton of value in looking at kind of call it second tier, maybe five to 10. Who do you like here sitting in that, in, in that five spot? I mean, we have some studs left. Who do you like here, Ricky? I like CD lamb from mm. the Cowboys. 150 tar 148. So slightly less, but the targets were there. The touchdowns were there. There's other weapons around them. Say what you want about Dak, but I think he's a good QB. I think he's an elite guy. I think he's right there, honestly, with Hill and Cooper Cup. I think he he's earned the right to be put in that tier with three straight great seasons. Can't disagree with you. I mean, and he's, you know, as opposed to Cooper, right? I mean, he's certainly a young person i mean we don't have to he's he's hasn't even really hit his prime yet um to me the only person that you know i kind of agree with you i have him right there i was torn between him and Diggs, um just because i think of the, the connection and i think that you know buffalo i think it's just gonna score some points i think that you know josh allen's gonna have a big bounce back year compared to how he did last year but i agree with you i would go with lamb there slightly over Diggs. wouldn't disagree if if somebody took Diggs, but i agree with you cd lamb with that offense i think they're gonna throw a lot more i know that oh, the yeah. mccarthy right he's trying to say we're gonna run the ball we're gonna run the ball i think they realize powered they can't run him that much i i, I i'm expecting a lot of air from the Cowboys, like you said, with Dak. So I like C.D. Lamb slipping right in that spot there. And, and one other quick note on him. This is a trend that you should always look for in fantasy. When you find a player who has seen his targets, his receiving yards, and his touchdowns increase consecutively, yep. like in this case, in three straight seasons, I mean... Think about what one more step forward looks like off of last year's numbers. It's yeah. scary. He's he's 20. This guy's, wait, let me even get you his age. He is uh, 24. He's actually like younger than guys like George Pickett's. That's you unbelievable. He's been in the league three years. So that, That's humble. That's really unbelievable. And I think that by them, I think Cooks is going to help him. 
actually. Tons of weapons. Yeah, I, I think it's going to help him because, especially because you're going to have to worry about Cooks with the deep ball. You know, you, you can't leave him open there. So I think it helps uh, it helps CeeDee Lamb a lot. So from a next pick, would you have Diggs there or do you have somebody else kind of falling into that sixth spot? I think this is where you, you throw Diggs in there. Yep. Steady yep. Eddie. We love guys like this that just yep. rarely don't perform when they're in the lineup. Yeah. The next one to me is kind of where it gets really intriguing because, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I love A.J. Brown. Um, the question becomes grabbing A.J. Brown here versus picking up a Devontae Smith way down the line or a couple more rounds down the line. What's a better value? Or are you better off with an Adams or a Mon St. Brown? What's your thought here if we're saying C.D. Lamb, you know, kind of six? Kind of what's your thought for seven out of those guys? Yeah, so in my opinion, this is a drop-off point. Mm. Like, there's some, con- I mean, there should be no concerns with Devontae Adams with how good he is. A.J. Brown, like you said, has Smitty there. I feel it's too early for St. Brown. You know, I, I, I don't know here. So I think what you got to do is probably take the talent, in my opinion, and, and the known, which is Devontae Adams. Yeah. Still, Jimmy Garoppolo is not bad. Yeah, yeah. I, my only thing is, and I think, I mean, look, look what Adams has done. My concern is really, can Garoppolo even stay healthy? And, you know, my concern is that. But on the flip side to that, though, you know they're going to be behind. I mean, you know they're going to have to throw the ball, right? So, and especially with what's going on with Josh Jacobs. Um, the only reason why I, I, I think I might give A.J. Brown the slight nod is I look for great offenses that you know can put up the ball and you know they're going to throw. I also love my, my ultimate is great offenses and, and crappy defenses. Unfortunately, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to have, I think, a really good defense. But um, I would probably go Brown versus Adams here. Um, but either way, I think we're both in agreement, right? They're kind of the next two picks. For sure, for sure. Um, you mentioned the guy I like next, um, and that's Amon Ross St. Brown. I just love this guy's work ethic. I just love the way this guy finds his seams, especially with the suspension uh, that some of the Detroit player has the first six weeks. Uh, I, I just think he's a, a, a target monster. And I think I kind of like him slipping in right here over kind of the Garrett Wilsons and those types of people. But what are your thoughts? See, I love them going in, but now they, they have him like way up. He's being, think about this, he's being put with A.J. Brown and Devontae Adams. I'm not ready to go there yet. For me, in a spot like this. Well, who are you going to take that? Okay, because we already take, we took, we took Brown, we took Adams off the board. So are you going to take, a, who would you take over? Would you go a Wilson or a Wallow or a Lavi over him? Who's your, yeah. let me lock you down, Ricky. Who's next? The next pick for me is T. Higgins. It sounds crazy. And I have two names circled here. I have T. Higgins and I have Jalen Waddell. And what I love about these two, aside from the trajectory we talked about before of continuously mm-hmm. like improving, these guys have superstars who command double coverage on the other side of them in Jamar Chase, in Tyreek Hill. You can't cover them all, you know? And a lot of times, I'm telling you, Jalen Waddell is arguably, this is going to sound nuts, more talented than Tyreek Hill. He might not be as quick, but he's taller. He's more of a traditional receiver. I love him. And T. Higgins, 
Joe Burrow and him had it rolling toward the end of the season. I expect them to pick up right where they left off. I love these two. Wow. Um, um, listen, I'm a huge Jalen Wild fan. I think he's explosive as can be. I think that Miami team could be really, really, really good this year. I don't have him that high. I think Amon St. Brown gets more targets. So Ricky kind of has Jalen Waddle here. I have Amon St. Brown here. I'm totally good, Ricky, with the next pick being Jalen Waddle um, and kind of gone so you can kind of flip those either way you want. What are your thoughts kind of after that? I mean, you, you mentioned people like T. Higgins, who you have way up there. So you're talking about T. Higgins over over Amon St. Brown. So let's say that Higgins is off the board. Let's say Amon St. Brown's off the board. And let's say Waddle's off the board. Okay. Now you're on the clock. You're good in your running back situation. The best values at wide receiver. Who do you take in at this point? So this is Garrett Wilson's slot for me. Um, the second year receiver, he's in, in my opinion, again, just slightly less established than a T. Higgins or a Waddle. I know people are excited about Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't think they have great weapons around them. I yep. mean, Lazard, some, some decent guys, but I don't know if I'm ready to go all the way on the hype train, but I think this is where I feel I'm comfortable pulling the trigger on him right there with guys like Smitty would be in this range for me too. Yep. And, and I'm going to agree with you here. I, I, I like the value kind of around this 10, 11, 12 spot. I like the value for Garrett Wilson because one of the things we know is Aaron Rodgers always finds someone mm -hmm. that he trusts that becomes his go-to guy. And we can go back and look over the years, you know, Adams and all different players. I really believe that Garrett Wilson's talented. And I think that they're going to throw the ball, and I think Wilson's going to be that guy to him. He's all about trust and explosiveness, and I think Garrett Wilson will be his guy. So I totally agree with you. How about you're on the clock next? Here's where it gets interesting for me. This is where I'm going, Devontae Smith. Um, my only point on him for like fantasy note wise, look at what he did toward the back end of the season. You know, look at, look at guys who are coming in hot. Yeah. Smitty's coming in hot. Yep. So I like him. And again, AJ Brown next to him. Yeah. Double coverage. Guy. And let's, and, and let's not forget Dallas Goddard and let's not forget they're not going to have DeAndre Swift coming out of the backfield catching. I mean, that offense should be explosive. I think I can agree with you there, but I have to tell you, I might have to think about Chris Olave over him or right, if not the next pick there. I look at the Saints. I know there's Michael Thomas. Who knows? He hasn't played in a year and a half. I think he's a steal later on in the draft. I'll take a flyer. But if you took a look at, take a look at some of those Chris Olave numbers. What do they look like? I kind of like him maybe because I think he's going to be, there's not as many options as there will be. And they'll definitely be playing from behind. So last season, he finished with 114 targets, mm -hmm. 72 catches, 1,000 yards, four TDs. Okay. I think a lot of that had to do with the Saints team and trying to figure it out. And, and you know, obviously they had Taysom Hill stealing a lot of those touchdowns and things. So I, I can go with Devontae Smith, had over 1,000 yards last year, big offense. I love him when he was, you know, when the Eagles took him, the Heisman Trophy winner. So I think— So pause there one sec, because yeah. to compare that to Smith, yeah. 132 targets, seven touchdowns, 
uh, almost 1,200 yards. I mean, the numbers were, were flat out better for Smith yep. last year. And if you don't – one thing about Devontae Smith, if people don't know this, people know he's a Heisman winner. This guy, like, lives, breathes, and eats football. It's all he does. Like, he's the type of guy – as trustworthy as they come, in my opinion, drafting him. So there's no spot that's too high. You know he's your wide receiver, too, every week. You know, you convinced me, Ricky. You convinced me. I mean, I love Devontae Smith. Like I said, I loved him when the Eagles took him, at, when he won the Heisman Trophy winner. I, I think he's got phenomenal work ethic. It amazes me because he's not a big guy, right, as far as, you know, he's pretty— Pure skill. Yeah. Pure skill. He is a pure skill guy, always finds a way to get open. So we're going to go Smith over Alave. He, Ricky's convinced me on that. Um Let's just do a couple more, uh, or let me ask this. Anybody, you know, in your mind that you think really needs to be considered kind of in the next couple of picks there that are kind of hanging out there? Yeah, there's two more guys I, I want to touch on. First one is Debo Samuel, who's being discounted as an understatement. How are we letting one of the best playmakers in the NFL go no disrespect to Chris Olave, but like, how in the world are we taking Chris Olave over Debo, who's a walking 50-yard touchdown when he gets the ball? I trust Kyle Shanahan enough to get his playmakers the ball. I know people are worried about the dip in production with McCaffrey when he came, but not me. I want playmakers, home run hitters in my lineup. It wouldn't even be a thought, Debo and Olave, to me, John. Debo all day. Yeah, and, and listen, Debo, you know, I'm sure you've heard, he's, he, he was sending pictures. He's you know, an animal. Yeah, with his shirt off, you know, the Kyle Shanahan. He admittedly comes out and says he was in the best shape of his career last year. I mean, listen, this guy's an animal. I think the only thing with him is he's also, are they going to use him as a runner too? Um, that's, but, but he's, I mean, talent-wise, I mean, listen, they do have Brandon Ayuk, who I'm high on. But I can't argue with you. Debo is an absolute stud. Listen, if there's anybody that's going to want to prove himself, it's certainly Debo uh, from that point of view. So I don't disagree with you at all. And who was your other one that you mentioned you kind of like to, we can't sleep on? The other guy I wanted to talk about was DJ Moore. Mm. Because I really think that talent-wise, he's in the tier like higher than this. And... The Bears had they had the lowest passing uh, percentage in the, the whole NFL last year. Yeah. So, like, how much are the opportunities going to be there? But is he so good that they're going to find a way to get it to him? Well, here's the big thing on DJ Moore. One of the things the Bears did this year was really focus on improving that offensive line. So he would have time to throw the ball. That was the problem. So you saw last year what happened was Fields had to had no time. He tucked the ball and he'd run. They made a conscious effort to say, we're going to prove that line to give him time to throw the ball. With that being said, that's going to totally, I think, improve DJ Moore to become absolutely fancy relevant and it's interesting you mentioned something ricky on our on our last show our first show actually about the stacking mm -hmm. and it's funny you know i've been to to many conferences and things like this and and obviously stacking is a great thing to do um but that stack of dj moore and and fields is really really gaining a lot of steam i mean i know a lot of experts that are really trying to make that stack happen so i kind of like more with you there as well especially with that improved offensive line 
Um, for time's sake, Ricky, let's take a couple, just a couple questions. And, and again, for all those people, you know, keep the questions coming. We have people, we'll get them answered to you. We're just not going to get to them all in the air today. But let's take a couple. Here's one, Ricky, that, that came in. Who would you choose between the following three that I think will be there in my draft? Drake London, Christian Watson, or Chris Godwin? Hmm, that's an interesting one. That is an interesting one. Who would you take? I would go, believe it or not, I would go with Drake London, and I'll tell you why. The USC product, he's six foot four, he's 213 pounds. The kid's 22 years old. I think the ADP on him is 61, but here's why I would take him. Atlanta is a team that has a great offensive line and is a run team. With that being said, the boxes are going to get stacked. You can only run so much. You got to keep it honest and you got to throw the ball. And listen, when I look at the weapons, it's Kyle Pitts and it's Drake London. I just see him getting so many targets that I would take him over Watson, although I know Jordan Love looked good in his preseason game, and, I'm, and I like Watson. But I just think from a target point of view, I like him I like him better. And then as far as Godwin's concerned, I'm concerned about Baker or Kyler Tresk, whoever it is. Love Godwin, Penn State product. But I just think I would have him third. So to me, I would go London, Watson, Godwin would be my order. Yeah, I, I wasn't originally going to agree with you, but an interesting like note here with uh, with Drake London. So he had a stretch, John, from week six last year through week 12, where he was getting like one, five, six, three, three. Like the targets just weren't there, and he was doing nothing. When Desmond Ritter came yep. in and they switched yep. up, listen to how he finished. 12 targets, 11 targets, 9 targets, 7, 8. And he had some big games. His last game of the season, 120 yards, 96, a couple games back. So he was he was picking up steam. Yeah. And I think that's something that I like to – I chase steam. I like when guys are coming in hot. They tend to pick up. So – and you know with it's, you. and you know it's so much about the connection with the quarterback, right? And the quarterbacks always have their guys they love. What if he sucks though, Ritter? That's what I'm worried about even well, with Bijan well, Robinson. Listen, listen, listen. He, even if he sucks, he's still gonna look for the guy he likes. And it's clearly when he came in, Drake London is that guy. So to me, opportunities lead to, you know, throws, lead to opportunities, which leads to points, which leads to value. And if he sucks, it probably affects Bijan more in the running backs because they just stack the box and yeah. say, like, make listen, Ritter beat listen, us. you know that they're going to want to run the ball. They're going to be a run-first team. But it's only a matter of time till you have to throw. And again, like I said, I do expect a bounce-back year for Pitts, but I think London's the only guy there that's worth value. And there's a connection there. I mean, your stats just showed it there. So that would kind of be my you. order. I'm with you. All right, uh, one more question here. Um, we were asked, oh, this is a great one. In this high-explosive Chargers offense, who do you like better from a fantasy point of view, Mike Williams or Keenan Allen? I'm going to throw that one to you, Ricky. Ooh, that's tough. I like Mike Williams because of the touchdown appeal. And he's, he's younger, chasing that big deal. He's really talented, a former top-ten pick. 
I would take I would take Big Mike, but I don't know. I I probably again in in the minority here. Who would you take? No, I don't think you're. I don't think you're in the minority. I think you know Williams gives you that explosiveness, right? Um, the only thing with me and and, and kind of why I'm a Keenan Allen person is possessions are always there. Um, I mean, if I knew Mike Williams could stay healthy it wouldn't even be a close call at all because I really do believe that that uh, Charger offense is going to be explosive. I mean, I think they're going to be fun to watch. But I'm not going to argue with you. Um, you know, I'm a big Keenan Allen fan, but I just get, you know, concerned. I like him, but I think Williams has more upside for touchdowns. I just, you know, Williams gets hurts a lot. You know what? I'm going to go with Keenan Allen over him. We'll disagree, but but again, you could sell me on 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 either one. I think if you can grab any of them, you grab them. But I would go Allen first if it was me. Okay, I respect it. Uh, one more question for you, John, before we get out of here. Yeah. Is there any any teams out there that are kind of flying under the radar? Because we like to buy low. I think that's where the value is. Kind of seeing what what everyone else isn't seeing. What teams you feel might fit that? I got to tell you something. I'm putting my money on a team that a lot of people are saying they're going to be kind of one of the worst teams right there with the Cardinals. And I think that people are sleeping on this team. And that's the Tennessee Titans. Wow. And let me tell you why. They are going to, I will guarantee you, Big John will, in writing, I, matter of fact, if they're not better this year than oh, last year, I'm holding you to I this. will get you, Ricky. I know you like tequila, your best bottle of tequila. I am so sure they're going to be better. Let me tell you, they have a great coach. He is phenomenal. As a matter of fact, I love, love what he, uh, did you see love what he Rable. did the preseason? He let He's his assistants coach coach. So they got head coach experience, and he didn't do a thing. Which oh, wow. You know what that does? That builds such unity within your coaching staff. Players love him. He has, let's not forget, he has the running game. We know he has Derrick Henry. But he's got Hopkins and Traylon Burks. He has got an explosive receivers there. They're going to get the ball. And I am telling you, Ryan Tannehill will have a bounce back year. <laughs> Offensive line is questionable, but he will bounce back. That team will not be Jacksonville. No, I know you're laughing at me, Ricky. They're I'm not, not even trying they're, to they're laugh. Listen, they're not the Jags. <laughs> they're not going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I'm telling you, the Tennessee Titans will not be one of the bottom teams. They will be better than last year. If their record's not better, I'll buy you any bottle of tequila. You buy me a bottle of bourbon if they're worse. How's that, big man? You have a deal. I'm sorry to laugh. It was the Tannehill comment that got well, me. Well, well, I've never heard someone passionate about. Well, I'm not Ryan passionate. Tannehill I'm not taking back. Tannehill. But listen, you know, if you're in a two quarterback league, uh, is he? Is, like could Tannehill. he be worse for I your like last yeah, guy? Yeah, he can run. Listen, he's going to bounce. He called back. me off guard. He's, right? he's going to bounce back. He's got you know he's got the kid coming up from Penn State on his back. I just think he'll be fine. I just love the weapons. I think Hopkins adds to the mix. I think Burks is a stud. There's my team that I think people think are going to stink that I still think could be a tough out. With that being said, unfortunately, our time is, is up, Ricky. Always a pleasure. Remember, everybody, don't forget to go to SteadyPicks.com. Sign up. Unbelievable content. The YouTube has unbelievable shows. Um, sign up. Check out the Instagram. Check out TikTok. Everybody have a great day. This is Big John and Ricky signing off. <laughs>